Hello and welcome everyone to the 33rd episode of the Pointy Hatcast. I'm your host Sam, also known as Ducky O'Brien on Twitch, and we are joined today by our co-host, fellow mime Barry. Hello. Isaiah is still trapped in New Zealand, so I'll be recording a few episodes without him for the foreseeable future. Anyways, today's episode is on a Pokemon lover's dream come true, Detective Pikachu. Our email is pointyhatcast at gmail.com. Once again, our email is pointyhatcast at gmail.com. Please send us any questions or comments as well as any requests for movies for us to watch. Detective Pikachu was released on May 2019 in the US. It was directed by Rob Letterman. The screenplay was written by Dan Hernandez, Benji Samet, Rob Letterman, and Derek Connolly. It stars Ryan Reynolds, Justice Smith, Catherine Newton, Bill Nye, Ken Watanabe, and many, many more. Apparently, as of this podcast, it has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 68% for critics and 79% for audience. In a world where people collect Pokemon to do battle, a boy comes across an intelligent talking Pikachu who seeks to be a detective. And without further ado, welcome to episode 33 on Detective Pikachu. Yeah, hello. Hello, everyone. Uh, long time. Isaiah's still stuck in New Zealand. He's still doing his best impression of, uh, of a Kiwi. Yep. <laughs> Just rolling around. Uh, yeah. Anyways, Barry, why don't you uh, why don't you take us away on Pokemon Detective Pikachu? I was really expecting to hate this film a lot. <laughs> why? I was looking forward to hating it. I don't know why. It just looked from the trailers. It looked terrible. Like the trailer really did not do it justice. It gave you the sense that it was going to be a bad movie from just the trailer, which is imp- mm. generally an impressive feat. <laughs> I had issues with it. I definitely didn't think it was great. I didn't think it was amazing. I thought it was probably probably all right. I enjoyed it. There are issues with like some acting. The writing is definitely kids movie level writing for better or for worse. Other than that, I mean what can you say? Pikachu steals the show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's man, and the Pokémon look great. My yeah. gosh. I didn't think they would pull it off as well as they did, but it actually looks amazing. And if you just, if you take away anything from the movie, it's that, man, they've gotten really good at CGI. <laughs> like, distressingly good in some in some cases, like that ditto. Oh, man. That was kind of nightmare fuel. <laughs> yeah, that was horrifying, dude. Like, what the heck? What the heck? I'm going to start with an interesting tidbit here. This is, I believe, 20 years since Pokemon, the first movie. Hmm. Which means that, and they reference it canonically. At one point they say that, you know, spoilers, even though it was in the trailer and he's in the very first scene, but Mewtwo, they mentioned that Mewtwo broke out of a laboratory in the Kanto region 20 years ago. Mm, Oh, okay. That's literally the plot of the first movie. And why do I know that? Because I saw that movie in theaters. <laughs> wow, nerd. That's 20 years ago. A young Barry saw Pokemon, the first movie, in theaters. And it was glorious. My gosh. I think I, I own the DVD. I have it somewhere. Wow. I loved Pokemon, man. Yeah, me too. Me too. 
Did you watch the one where Pikachu speaks to Ash? Uh, no. Oh. This, I mean, this movie is based on kind okay. of a, an unpopular... I guess I can't call it really unpopular. I'm not sure about the sales numbers, but it's actually based on a video game, Detective Pikachu, which has a similar gimmick where Pikachu talks. Mm, oh, except he has like a like an old like New Yorker voice, you know, like smoked lawn cigs. It's like, hey, I'm Detective Pikachu, kind of, kind of like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, what is this? I'm so confused. I wanted to play that game, but I, I didn't get it. So. We're all Maybe now it's time. In the pocket of God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh my gosh. But I thought that aside from some questionable acting decisions, which I'm frankly, I'm unclear if it's even bad acting. I think it might be a directorial choice. I think it was directorial because I had the same. I don't know if it's the same person or performance, but the one I'm thinking of, I noticed that it changed halfway through. So I'm guessing it's directorial decision I'm, I'm guessing it's directorial because all the performances yeah. have hints of this where it feels a lot like like a crappy daytime sitcom with a laugh track yes like all the acting decisions reflect that level of performance you know what i mean i totally agree 100 percent. it's like you, you can picture that this is filmed in front of a live studio a quote-unquote live studio audience like a big bang theory you know <laughs> yeah it's just yeah. like that level I thought the main character, Tim, he actually did all right. He did, yeah. He still has elements of that <laughs> daytime sitcom thing going on, but he did all right. Pikachu is amazing. <laughs> of course, of course. There's not much else that can be said. He really steals the show, man. The girl, I, I literally just watched it and I immediately forgot her name. Uh, she's probably news reporter girl. generic news reporter girl. <laughs> Her character introduction was, like, laughably bad. <laughs> yep. Cringe-inducing. It was like, if this is the decision on how you're going to introduce one of your two main characters, I am baffled. <laughs> She's immediately a joke. You introduce her as a joke, and then just smoothly transition into love interest. It's like, okay, I guess it's fine. It's a kid's movie. It's definitely a kid's movie. Oh, definitely. All yeah. the character beats, all the plot decisions, everything. No, it's a kid's movie, but it's it's an enjoyable one. You know, like one you can watch with a kid and not be completely upset at. Which makes some of the things that happen, frankly, kind of distressing. Especially that ditto, <laughs> man. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, if you had a kid, it'd be like, they'd, they'd be having nightmares. <laughs> yep. No. Daddy, make the ditto go away. <laughs> Ditto can't hurt you. Yes, Ditto's can. not real. He can't hurt you. Let's see. Ken Watanabe is in this movie briefly, and that's yes. that's that's as much as can be said Dude, about I him. I thought he was going to say, Godzilla. <laughs> you know? Let them fight. Yeah, let them fight. <laughs> Godzilla. Bill Nye is in this, and he's he's always wonderful. Oh, oh, okay. I think they meant Bill Nye is science gal. I was like, I'm so confused. No, Bill Nye. Uh, he's the evil corporate guy, man. He always plays bad guy, you know, like in Underworld or was he in Does Underworld? He? Uh, he plays like vampire dudes, you know, because he looks like a vampire. Or maybe um, someone else. Hmm. I'll have to look that up later. I don't know. I think he was in Shaun of the Dead as well. He's been in, he's been in quite a few films. Uh, he mm. was in Hot Fuzz. 
he's always kind of an upright character, whether it's like good or bad. But uh, I quite like his performances whenever I, whenever I catch them. Man, Ryan Reynolds, what a performance! This came right yeah. after, right after Deadpool, right? <laughs> he kind of Deadpooled his way into this film. Yep, he did. Yeah, it's kind of incredible. It is, and yet, and yet, this is like PG. This is like a PG Deadpool movie. Dude, some of the jokes, I was like, there's no way, like, this got past Nintendo. Like, you know, how family-friendly they are and everything. I'm like, how did this get into the movie? <laughs> I was like, what is this? Oh, no, there are lots of moments where uh, I thought, okay, here's what they did. They had Ryan Reynolds in a booth, and they had him run through, like, 50 takes of of like progressively dirtier jokes. Uh, <laughs> and then they and then they brought like a stack of these <laughs> to like a ratings lawyer and just sat in front of him like, okay, this one, that one's fine. This one, that one's fine. This one, that one's fine. And it's like this one, uh, okay. All right, we'll stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine that. Yeah. Like 100%. I'm sure they did many takes. The writers room was probably struggling to make it as dirty as they could. <laughs> because I don't know if you remember, most children's films, most children's media has some pretty dirty jokes in there. Yeah, it does. It does. It's it's hidden in plain sight because the understanding is, like, if you're five, you just don't understand what it means. It was an okay film. That's, that's the best that could be said. It was all right. It was, it was enjoyable to me. And that's, frankly, incredibly surprising. How about you, Sam? Yeah, I, I agree. I think... The film took me by surprise because, like you, I thought it was going to be bad because a few of the people that I talked to did not like the movie, and I asked them why, and then uh, they told me why, so I was like, hmm, okay, I'll just keep that in the back of my mind as I watch this, and then I didn't get any of that. Like, I disagreed with everything they said, except for when I hit the ending, and then that's when I realized why they didn't like it, but I'm going to get into that a little bit later. This is not for everyone. I'm just speaking out of the small sample that I took, like two people, all right? But yeah, going in, I thought it was a very well-constructed film. I think it follows the formula for an action film in that they go forward and never look backward. They have, like, small bits of narrative where they develop characters and the story, and then they go into, like, an action sequence, either a chase. They vary it quite well, too, like... There's a little bit of horror when the Grand Ninja come out in the facility. And I was like, oh, that's that's kind of well done. And then the huge action sequence with the Torterra Islands, you know, like the giant ones coming <laughs> yeah. out. It's a great formula. It's very solid. It's well constructed because, like, again, they have little bits of narrative. And then in between that is some kind of action sequence. It's not all the same. So I think for a movie for the sake of pure entertainment, it was done incredibly well, like very solid. Uh, I remember you said earlier, Barry, that it was edited competently because <laughs> you could tell what's going on on like Suicide Squad. It's a coherent film. Yeah, a coherent film. You're right. It does skip some character and plot beats, but it's just yes. like you can at least follow the narrative thread. It's serviceable. Yeah. Like, Batman versus Superman wasn't edited this well. You know? It's like, <laughs> damn. Ouch, ouch. You're going to get the haters on his very... It's just true. Zack Snyder's a genius. How dare you? We'll see about that with the uh, Justice yeah. League Snyder cut. I look forward to it. Yeah, I look forward to it as well. I will be genuinely, genuinely impressed if, if I'm wrong. <laughs> I don't think so, dude. 
how can you go wrong after two films, right? Anyways, first impressions, like, I like how they, you know, when they, when they uh, give you tips about making a movie or YouTube videos, they're like, always start with the car crash or the car chase scene. Because, you know, you hook the audience with something interesting, and there's a literal car crash. And then it shifts to Mewtwo being buff. They don't really explain the car crash. There's some car that gets hit and just goes off the bridge. And then Mewtwo's buff as heck, man. He, I don't know what he's doing, but he's on roids. He got roid rage because he's like, humans suck balls. Later, he escapes. And this is where I start to see a little bit of the issues here, where the sound lacks punchiness when Mewtwo's escaping. The scientist lady is like, oh no, the quarantine containment field is off. And it's like, there's no urgency to her voice. There's no like alarms blaring. It's just like, oh no, he's free. And then Mewtwo is free. And I was like, oh, okay, this happened a, a little bit throughout the movie. And I was like, this is kind of, kind of weird. Like the dialogue reminded me of the Star Wars prequels a little bit, whereas some, some of the delivery was a little bit lifeless. And then it goes into the main character and his friends, and it's pretty wholesome because they're caring for each other. You know, there's a lot of wholesome moments in the film, and I thought the acting was well done, except they don't really go back to that ever again. Yeah, he never pops up again. Yeah. <laughs> that opening, like the introduction to our main character, is again a little bit awkward. Yeah. I kind of liked it. I thought the Cubone bit was actually kind of funny because I remember I'm one of those guys that read all of like the Pokemon lore. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for like the original 151 Cubone does in fact wear the skull of his dead mother yep that's how that works and they are canonically extremely lonely creatures (laughs) it was just a really funny gag he's just sitting in the middle of a field crying (laughs) yeah I think they the people who made the movie definitely try their best to look at Pokemon. I think they like Pokemon too because there's a lot of video game movies where it's just like, it's very clear that the people who wrote the script and the people who directed it and did the acting don't care for those games at all. Like, they don't know what the heck. Yeah. Yeah, the people that wrote this, like, there is some... There's some really nerdy stuff here. Yeah, there, there is. Like, they're really... They really understand the content and really, like, they care about Pokemon. Yes. Which is deeply impressive to me. It, me too. Like, you, you felt it. All right, going back in here, I'm just going to go briefly go over a story. Like, uh, this guy, his father was a detective. He died. They think Mewtwo killed him. And now he's going to search for what happened to his father. He meets Detective Pikachu, who has amnesia. And they go on their adventure together and kind of try to find out what happened to his father. And right now we're watching the scene where the girl who is a reporter, an intern, an unpaid intern, is hilarious. <laughs> Prisoners with jobs. It's like the most obvious way to write this character. Yeah. This is like not even like a first draft, you know, this is like an outline. Like on a yeah. like on a cocktail napkin that you write at a bar like she's an Instagram blogger, it's funny. <laughs> oh, <laughs> top ten cute Pokemon. They're all cute. Oh. <laughs> that was great. And that's it. Yeah. That's as far as the writing goes. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> And you're like, damn it. <laughs> so, like, I had the same impression as you. Like, for when I saw it, I thought it was so bad because I thought it was like a high school play. High school kids putting on a play, that's the level of performance I was getting from that scene, the interaction when they first meet at his father's apartment. And she's like, I'm here to get a scoop. And I'm just like, 
almost face palming. It felt like, you know, something like high school musical, like very something very cheesy, very corny. I feel like the Psyduck had a better performance in this yeah. scene. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> oh, I think you're right though. Psyduck. Yeah. <laughs> More emotion. But like the thing is, I don't think it's the actor's fault because like in later scenes when she's not oh, doing that. Really I'm sorry, I gotta I have to interject. This film, by the way, when he walks into his father's apartment, I don't remember if you remember this, but this is a fake movie that was played once before, and I wonder if really? you can guess what other movie had this in it. I have no idea. It was Home Alone. Home Alone? What? You remember that scene where we were like, uh, they're trying to break into the house, and he's like, keep that change, you filthy animal. Oh, that's that, that one? That's that movie. <laughs> wow, okay, that's a nice tidbit. There's an old black and white detective movie playing in his dad's office as he enters it. And, yeah, the, uh, the director's like, let's just get this one. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Wow. Yeah, I, when I realized it, I'm like, that. no, no way. And it is. It's so funny. It's like a callback to the freaking mm, 90s, dude. That's like awesome. It. I like it too. Now they mentioned that's even better. But yeah, like other than that, like the girls acting, I, again, I feel like it's a directorial choice because later when she's not doing that reporter trying to get the scoop role in like a high school play, it's way more natural. There's some couple of scenes where she did that and it feels a lot better. I understand why you kind of want to cheese and ham things up for kids, but honestly, you don't got to do that. You know, <laughs> you don't got to do that. Also, a few more things here. Uh, the jokes in this are awesome. Pikachu's jokes, Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds. Uh, it's hilarious. And I don't, know, I don't know how they got away with some of the jokes here. But like, for example, there's a scene where he's escaping from some enraged uh, APOM because they took some Pokemon steroids and they're trying to rip his clothes off. And then Pikachu's like, I think they're attracted to your increasing nudeness. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Or like, there's another one later where he's trying to talk to the girl. And Pikachu's like, have you ever talked to a girl before? And he's like, yes. And then was it during the birth canal? I was like, oh, Ryan Reynolds, that's, uh, that's nasty, man. What kind of joke is that? It's so smart. And, and another one. When you're fighting Charizard later in the nightclub, it's like, all I hear are consonants and all I see are nipples. <laughs> like, because the guy's shirtless. It's like, where did this guy's shirt go? Like, it's just Ryan Reynolds being a PG Deadpool, pretty much. And I, it was the funniest thing ever. But yeah, uh, other than that, like, I enjoyed the movie. The only thing that I could see a problem with, other than, you know, it's not like a mind-blowing masterpiece of a film. It's very competent. It does its job, but one problem was the, the ending, and I'm going to spoil it a little bit of it here, where the main villain's plot is to take Mewtwo and then to transfer the souls of human beings into the bodies of Pokemon so that they could evolve and be their best. Because he was paralyzed, I don't know what happened, but he's in a wheelchair, so he's like, I want to find the cure, and this is the cure. And so that's the end. That's the climax of the story. And I was like, this is some anime level like <laughs> storytelling right here. I think that yeah. it works though. Because all of the Pokemon stories are like that. The movies, the show, it's like, that's just the way the stories go. <laughs> I mean, it reminded me of Digimon, to be honest. Because that was literally 
one of the storylines for the season, but like I'm talking about people who haven't seen Pokemon before and who don't watch anime and when they see that, I think they're going to be a little bit like disconnected uh immediately from there. I I understand why the people that I talked to didn't like the movie cuz their main point that they're picking apart was that ending. And I was like, "Okay, I can kind of see it. I can kind of see it." But yeah, but that's it. That's uh it's kind of my first impressions on the movie. Back to you, Barry. Man, it, I mean, I don't know. Like, the, the ending is, I mean, it's kind of crappy. But, like, the overall yeah. plot is just kind of, like, the most obvious choices anyway. That's kind of, like, not really why you want to watch this movie. It's a perfectly serviceable plot with kind of obvious acting choices. And then it's just a lot of fun to see Pokemon yes, in live yes. action just doing stuff. Dude, I wanted <laughs> to be in that place because I was like, that looks so cool. Amazingly, this this movie feels like a place you would want to visit. Yeah. It looks awesome, all the Pokemon look. I, I would watch this movie again, happily tune everything out, and just watch Pokemon do stuff on the screen. Because it looks freaking great. <laughs> Machamp directing traffic. <laughs> yeah. And then Snorlax, like, with his fat ass, like, just in the middle of a lane, yep. blocking things. Just like he did in the games. I don't know if you remember that. We had to get the poke flute Pokey or whatever to, to wake up, up. Snowclucks. Yep. It's like, you sack of crap. Get out of traffic. I'm going to catch you now. It's great. If if you are not a fan of Pokemon, like, if you hate Pokemon, then, I mean, don't watch this movie. Why would you watch this movie? If you're indifferent, then I would say it's it's a perfectly okay film. If you like Pokemon, man, this is this is a really good film, I think. If you If you really like Pokemon, because... Everything with the way Pokemon work in this film feels natural. Like yeah. they integrate them well with the world. It's filmed. It's actually filmed on film, by the way. Yeah, I, I noticed that at the end, thirty-five millimeter Kodak. I was like, I was why, <laughs> why? Yeah, I was. I that questioned over. that as well. I'm like, why did why would you film this on film? <laughs> For what purpose? This is like, if there's a movie you want to film on digital, it's definitely this one. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it looks good. Oh, looks great, yeah. I'll credit that. It looks great. Man. Other than that, the plot is fine. There's, there's like, a couple of twists and turns. I don't know if you really can really call them, you know, twists. Most of them are fairly obvious. The ending, like Sam said, is, is kind of whatever. It's just like, hey, we need you a big... You saw it coming, though. You saw it coming. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, we need a big action set piece in the third act. We need an action beat every 15 minutes, and we need an action set piece for the third act. That's probably like the executive directive, you know, the yeah. producers just like had a memo was like action, action set piece, action set piece, action beat, action beat. I don't care about characters. Just make her, make her a reporter or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently the director fought really hard to get Mr. Mime in this movie though. Really? Oh, that scene was hilarious. I, I respect that because if there is any yeah. one character, well, no, there's two Pokemon that I would oh. question ever making it into a Pokemon film. One would be <laughs> Mr. Mime. Jinx. <laughs> and the second one is definitely Jinx. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, that was, Jinx is never making it into a Pokemon movie. Yeah. Rest in peace, Jinx. Ripping pepperoni. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Man. It's another scene that really doesn't kind of make sense. Maybe think about it for like more than a second. Like, why, why is there a Pokemon here that knows mysteriously these things? Yeah. And why is it a Mr. Mime? It's because it's in the script. 
What what is his job there? He works at the docks, but what does he do? Oh my god, the Jigglypuff. I forgot about this thing. Oh yeah, and the guy's sleeping and the Jigglypuff's getting angry that they're falling asleep to his performance. That was a bit from the show. Did you watch the Pokemon show? Like the TV show? The TV anime show. I did, yeah. Only the first season? Like straight up ripped from the show. Mm, okay, yeah. I don't remember it. The only episode I really remember is when Pikachu finds the village of the other Pikachus. And then Ash wants Pikachu to stay there, but Pikachu leaves. I was crying. I was like, oh, Pikachu. No. No. Oh, yeah. I think, I think you nailed it because they put these set pieces there and they don't really want you to think of what happened before. It's just like literally in the moment and always move forward. Yeah. So in that regard, I think it's well constructed. But if you stop to think about it, it, it really does fall apart quite a bit. But that's not the point of watching the movie, like you said. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's just a fun ride. There's no like try your very best not to think too deeply about literally anything that happens because the scene to scene plot construction is just whatever. Like it's just it's very much Pokemon in that things just happen and then you move on. <laughs> Like, characters will just show up, plot points just happen, and you just have to accept it at face value and move on. And that's, that's just the way it is. But it works, it works for this film. Man, that Pikachu is adorable. <laughs> yeah, the little hat. Oh. One thing that was kind of jarring, though, also, is at the very end, the one final spoiler here. Uh, wait, you know what? I don't want to spoil this one. <laughs> I'll leave it in so people can, if they decide to watch it, they'll be surprised at the very end. Was that a surprise? I think so. It was a surprise to me. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I thought the fact that they went through all that trouble to never... Okay, you know, we're not going to talk about it. All right, all right. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's I'm fine. Just visually, I'm like, what the heck? I was like, okay, I knew... That that was the dad, all right? That's that's not the spoil I'm talking about. I'm talking about who the dad is. I'm like, uh, it doesn't it doesn't fit. <laughs> like it doesn't fit together. Why is that person the dad? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, it's fine. It's fine. It worked, it worked fine for me. <laughs> yeah, it did. But it was a little bit of a disconnect there. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, were you expecting somebody else to show up randomly with Ryan Reynolds' voice? No, no, no. Because <laughs> that would have been, or like just somebody with a completely different voice, and it would have yeah, been, would have been so, yeah. it would have been so much weirder. No, I, I think, think the way it turned normal. out is is just fine. I don't know. I was because Ryan Reynolds is like Deadpool, you know, Deadpool. Sorry, that's already gave the the spoiler away, but <laughs> it's fine. It's it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> did i tell you about that that like originally when they voiced those did like the voice acting for it it was like just members of the studio yeah totally like, yeah, voice actors because yeah. they didn't have a lot of money and they didn't realize how often these pokemon would be showing up i think a psyduck is an uncredited role by the way wow. even though that this is like almost a major character <laughs> incredible just like someone's nephew is playing psyduck yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure it was the original Japanese VA that did um Pikachu's non Ryan Reynolds lines, which Ooh. is so jarring actually. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's pretty cool. 
She's like the only actor that's been in every iteration of Pokemon, I think. Because mm. she's in the English version as well. Isn't she getting old then? I have no idea. I mean, what, what even the, dra- the Dragon Ball actors are still the original ones too. Yeah, that's incredible. Like Goku. <laughs> His voice is so high though. I'm like, I can... I get used to it, but every time I go back to it after a long while, I'm just like, ah, oh, it just sounds like a girl for sure. <laughs> it's a tough role to play. You, you spend is, like yeah. half of every episode just screaming. Screaming, yep. Ah, <laughs> uh, now I will level up for <laughs> 20 episodes. Do I still remember because I rented Dragon Ball Z on VHS and <laughs> yeah, from like a Korean video shop. I think it was not legal because I think they just taped it on <laughs> on, on the air and uh, they just cut out the commercials but it took like 20 or so episodes for the spirit bomb to launch I remember because I watched so many episodes I'm like when is Goku gonna launch the spirit bomb and it just didn't happen and I was very disappointed yeah that's all I had to say that's yeah. great. oh the ditto <laughs> oh god oh yes the ditto can we talk about the ditto it's the most horrifying thing I've seen in Almost any movie. Like, that one actually got me. That was the only twist that got me. I realized it when she stepped out, and I'm like, oh, no. Oh. And then they take the glasses (laughs) off, you're like, oh. And it's got, like, the ditto eyes. Yeah, on a human body, you're like, oh. (laughs) It shouldn't be as distressing as it is, but it's really upsetting. (laughs) Yeah, it's very. It's like, it, it does a fine line of being really creepy and sort of cute but it's still very creepy and you're just like you can't look at it for too long (laughs) all the other pokemon look fantastic i think the story is that the art department found this guy that had like realistic renderings of pokemon like they they just had posted up on the internet they're like these are great you're hired (laughs) oh really wow what yeah, a dream come true. Then. Yeah, it's literally a dream come true. It's just like from some schlep, like making drawings of realistic Pokemon, and then they just hire him for, that, for the movie. They're like, "You're everything we need. You're in charge of the entire art department now." <laughs> oh, maybe they hired a guy for Sonic too. <laughs> oh god, uh, original Sonic was so bad. I'm like, how is this? How did this make this through into the movie? Oh my gosh, we still, we have to do that film, don't yeah, we? Yeah, we have to do Sonic. <laughs> I guess we do that next. And com- oh yeah, compare it would make sense. Mm. I mean, that is comparatively, that should be comparatively simple because there's only one Sonic. Yeah. But there's like, I think the final count is like 60 something Pokemon in this film. Wow. Which is, I mean, there's like 800 of them now, but it's 60 is, 60 is still, it's a lot. It's a lot of work. I'm a fan of the original 150 and maybe a couple generations after that, but they started like adding in weird things because they ran out of ideas. Like a like an ice cream cone is a Pokemon. Like really? That's not a Pokemon, that's food. Who who yeah. made this? Or like the sword and shield Pokemon? I'm like, it's just literally a sword. That's not a Pokemon. That's a weapon. Where's the gun Pokemon? <laughs> America. But yeah, did you see that meme where it's like sun, a sword, shield, and then a gun? <laughs> and then a news outlet printed it because they thought it was real? Oh, this, that was the greatest moment ever. I mean, if you gotta add in new Pokemon, sooner or later you're gonna run out of ideas, right? 
I mean, there there are some that are definitely scraping the bottom of the idea yeah. barrel. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, they still have another seven hundred and forty to put into the Pokemon Cinematic Universe, which <laughs> which is definitely going to be a thing, and you know it is. And it's going to be uh, well. This first film is fine. It's perfectly serviceable. So if they totally. If they continue making films of at least this quality, I will happily digest them because this was a very pleasant surprise to me. Oh, me too. Anything else you want to go over for the film? No, not really. Other than like, you know, we're not going over the exact story. We're just saying that I think it's well constructed. Again, it's not made for you to look back and think about what happened. It's more like you're in the moment. And you're just moving forward, and in that regard, it's a very entertaining roller coaster of a ride. It's a very mild roller coaster because it's made for kids. <laughs> so, but it was it was pretty good. It had its moments, and Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu. The dialogue is so funny. I'm I'm still surprised at what they got away with. It's not like completely dirty or anything. It's just like right on the line. You know, if they went over it a little bit. <laughs> they probably would have lost their rating, but like it was fantastic. It was very funny to see this level of humor in Pokemon. I didn't really expect to see that because you know Nintendo kind of takes their franchises very seriously. The fact that this movie got licensed and made is incredibly yeah. impressive to me. Me too. Because Japanese companies are very, very unwelcoming of international like distribution. In general, uh, the fact that this is an American-made movie is incredible. <laughs> like, 100%, there was probably a, a big board dispute over whether or not this would be just produced the way it was, which is, I mean, I think that they were, like, uh, doing bids for the for, for the Pokemon movie, and I think Legend is the one that originally got, that eventually got it, but it was, it was like, Warner Brothers, Fox, a bunch, a bunch of studios, Universal, a bunch of studios were, were bidding over it. Mm. And the fact that it's not a Japanese studio is, like, inc- insane. That's yeah. insane. They've made, like, at least a dozen animated films, but this is the first live-action one, so... Man, I'm happy that it got made. It's not Me a too. disaster. <laughs> yeah, it's not a disaster. I thought it was going to be, but this is, like, everything that I wanted. I just want to see Pokemon. That's all I want. Yeah, I just want to see Pokemon yeah. doing cool stuff on in a movie. And uh, yeah. I think this one, this definitely scratches that itch. I hope they don't make the mistake with Godzilla, though, that, you know, that we see where they stop focusing on Godzilla and then they focus on the, the human characters and the human story. Please don't do that. It should always be about the Pokemon and their trainers. So there's an element of both here, but like, Never just about humans. <laughs> you don't want to see that. Absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely. No one cares about the people. It's just all about the Pokemon. Yeah, no. I don't know how they're going to deal with the fact that the gimmick disappears where Pikachu can talk. Well, I mean, we'll see. Bring in Meowth. <laughs> yeah, bring in Meowth. Yeah, bring in Meowth, yeah. Oh, God. Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> Maybe the next one, they're just like, yeah, whatever, they talk now. It's fine. Yeah, everyone talks, yep. Here's a translator. Oh, the club scene. This is Diplo, by the way, the DJ. Oh, really? That's, that's actually Diplo. That's hilarious. <laughs> he just shows up. And the fact that, like, the Pokemon are, like, beatboxing to make, to make that. That was uh, hilarious, too, yeah. Oh, 
And when they go crazy, they start doing dubstep. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was an actually funny joke. I, yeah, la yeah. I, I laughed. Yeah, like the humor writing is really good. Shall we do closing thoughts? Yeah, let's do closing thoughts. Uh, okay, so, I mean, the plot is at least 50% nonsense. The acting is like daytime sitcom levels, but it's it's charming in its own way. If you enjoy Pokemon, if you enjoy like that world, that idea, like those characters, then I think you will actually love this film. If nothing else, just to see like these really, really well done Pokemon characters just doing fun stuff on screen is great. And Pikachu is amazing and adorable. Ryan Reynolds gives him an amazing performance. Everyone else does does their best <laughs> with what they're given. Ken Watanabe is there sometimes. Godzilla. <laughs> Godzilla. Godzilla. <laughs> Let them fight. <laughs> There's actually only uh, only like one real Pokemon battle in the film, and it's kind of in the oh, background, yeah. actually. You're right. It's this Blastoise one. Blastoise vs. No Gengar. Yeah. Of course Gengar's gonna win. Gosh, don't, don't you people know anything? <laughs> <laughs> it's ghost type. What do you expect? What do you expect? You need to catch a Abra. <laughs> like that one episode. It was enjoyable. I, I was really, really not expecting to have fun with this film. And I did. <laughs> I had fun with it. And that's perhaps the most flattering thing I can say. Uh, I will give this film... Five and a half suicide squads. Oh wow, that's pretty low. Okay, five and a half. All right. I mean, it's enjoyable, but it's like admittedly, it has its flaws. The, the flaws it has are, are definitely, definitely flaws. But it's still enjoyable, especially if you like Pokemon. I can definitely recommend this film, and it's definitely a kids' film. Take your kids to see this movie. There are some jokes that will fly over their heads, but you will laugh at. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, what about you, Sam? Okay. So my thoughts are, I think it's a fun movie. I enjoyed it and I wouldn't mind watching it again because I really like Pokemon and there's enough there to bring me back. But again, it's a movie where you're in it in the moment and you're always going forward. You never think back about what happened because if you do, things will start falling apart. Some of the performances were a bit weak in that they're very like on the nose, kind of like... Like Barry said, daytime sitcom. I'm thinking more like even worse, high school play level. And I don't think it's the people, the actors' fault. It's more like a directorial choice to make it for a kid's movie. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go. This is definitely a directorial choice. Yeah. Because it's consistent throughout the movie that that's yep. the way the performances come out. You're right. Yep. And so, when they break out of it a little bit, it feels so much more natural. So like when they're given a little bit more freedom. There are a few scenes where they have that. It's only like a couple seconds, but it's way better <laughs> than the entire movie. So I'm going to say it's the director's choice, and I understand because, you know, they're targeting kids for, with this movie. Uh, but yeah, Detective Pikachu is great. Pikachu was the hero of the movie. Also, I like the main character. I felt like the emotional beats were well done. Uh, there's a some moments where he's just looking very sad <laughs> you know because he's sad and i thought those parts were well done but they don't really dwell on it all of a sudden he's he's off trying to burn a mr mime alive through charades obviously not with actual gas because that would be terrifying to think about a mr mime on fire 
Yeah, I was like, wow, that was was real dark. (laughs) Yeah, it got real dark real fast. Like, what the? Uh, (laughs) It's all fun and games until uh, Mr. Mime is burnt. But yeah, uh, I'm going to give it a solid seven. Really? Wow. Yeah, like, it's fun. And honestly, like, I just want movies to be fun. I want it to be competently made, obviously. Solid script. Solid acting, solid directing, solid cinematography. You can't do those aspects of, of cinema poorly, otherwise it's not a movie at that point. It's just a you're just a YouTuber. But like <laughs> I want it to be fun. So I think a lot of movies kind of miss that where they're like trying to be too serious or they think they're quote unquote art. Like what does art even mean? It's a topic for another discussion, but yeah, I'll give it a seven. You know, I'm gonna revise mine a little bit. I'm gonna just, right. just give it a solid six, just because the okay. craftsmanship, <laughs> just because it looks so damn good. Yeah, it like does. I cannot overemphasize how incredible Pokemon look on the screen. In the trailers, you get a small sense of it, but when you w- watch everything in motion with like performances coming out from the Pokemon, which are somehow better than that. Yeah, <laughs> Psyduck, my man, it's Psyduck. Like, <laughs> it's like it. what the hell. It's actually incredible, and I'm really happy that we've gotten to this point where we can produce films that aren't limited by the technology or limited by what you know you can do with a computer. It's actual artistry because it takes an astonishing amount of work to get things looking this good. Yeah, and that's one thing that I wanted to touch upon was like there are scenes where the main character is holding Pikachu, right? So I, I was wondering how they got that so realistic looking. I wonder if they, he was like holding a green screen sack like a stuffed animal or was he just holding the air but like if you look at it close enough like the indentation of his fingers on pikachu like it's there the the subtle shift in the shadows all of that is like like spot on i'm pretty sure if you look at all the pixels that it's gonna be you're gonna catch something but like just from watching it it looked and felt real i'm gonna make a couple assumptions here because i'm not actually 100 percent sure but one, they definitely had something there that he was holding on to. Right, that's what it felt like. They probably did a few takes. They probably did one where it's just like a green screen sack. Yeah, that's or what like it. a doll. And another one where they probably actually had a scale model of Pikachu. With like Ooh, the fur okay. and stuff. For reference. Yeah, especially when you do stuff that you're looking for photorealism with. It helps a lot to have references. Yeah. So even if you want to do a CGI robot, for example... It helps to build the robot for real and stick it into the scene just to give actors something to play off of, but also to have like a photorealistic reference for, oh, okay, so the light interacts this way and there's some surface scattering here and you have an extra light source over here and it just saves CGI artists a ton of time rather than like guessing how does the street light interact with the Pikachu's fur? I don't know because that's not a thing that exists. (laughs) (laughs) So you do everything you can to try and give artists a reference when you're filming. A lot of times when you think something is bad CGI, it's because they they, they got lazy when they were filming, and they're just like, yeah, we'll fix it in post. Well, guess what? (laughs) Well, guess what? Like, where's the light sources? Do I have, like, a, a laser map of everything around here? Do I have to just, like, redraw everything by hand? Do I have to cut everything out by hand? Great. This is going to take months. Oh, I have two weeks? Great. (laughs) This movie is the result of a lot 
of really hard work by animators and artists, and I really appreciate it. It looks yeah. freaking amazing. Yeah, I think that's it then. Um, okay. Do we have anything else to say? Uh, Isaiah's still stuck in New Zealand, so we might have the next couple of episodes without him, but hopefully he'll be able to return safely. Yeah, well, I That's think he, much he's, he's better off in New Zealand than we are. Yeah, you're right, <laughs> to you're be right. be honest. TBH. We should all just move to New Zealand. <laughs> That's the solution. Alright, well, on that note, this has been episode 33 of the Pointy Hatcast covering Detective Pikachu. Thank you so much for dropping by and listening. We really do appreciate it. If you have any questions, comments, things you'll like for us to cover, please feel free to email us at pointyhatcast at gmail.com. Once again, the email is pointyhatcast at gmail.com. Alright, catch you guys next time. Thanks for dropping by, guys. Stay pointy. Stay pointy. Like that EV scene, too. Like, it evolved into a Flareon. I was like, all right, is something going to happen? It's like, oh, no. It's just to illustrate the villain's point. <laughs> all right. uh, yeah, I mean, like... Uh, I get Eevee, it. Eevee I get is it. one of those Pokemon that you hand to characters that want to have some expedition. Like, oh, evolution. Well, <laughs> evolution, yeah. Like, oh, just give him an EV. <laughs> you, know, you know what I thought he was going to do? I thought he was going to splice Mewtwo DNA into humans so that they could evolve, and it was going to turn into Dragon Ball Z. Uh, like, they're going to be flying around with throwing psychic balls around, and I was like, that would have been awesome. I thought he was just going to take over the world. <laughs> I was like, no, yeah. we'll take over the world. Team uh, Rocket. And I was like, you know what? Oh, I forgot to go over to the podcast. I, I was expecting yeah. a Team Rocket uh, yeah. cameo, at least, when, when, the, when the stuff was called R. I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. Where's Meowth? <laughs> <laughs> Where's Meowth? That's right. I thought uh, this guy's motives weren't that bad. It was just very weird. But, like, it's not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it evil. I mean, it's it's incredibly stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. But, like, <laughs> it's really I'm not going to go and. For somebody I don't think he that, was a like, bad guy. I mean, for somebody that spent apparently the better part of his life thinking about this, it's like he probably should have realized at some point that it was just a really dumb plan. He's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, should I keep doing this? This is really stupid. Yes. Yeah, like, really if he dumb. had stopped, like, just if he had stopped at the point where he's like, I'm Mewtwo now, I'm like, all right. I mean, that's, um, that's yeah. kind of fucked up, but at least it's like fucked up in a reasonable sort of way. <laughs> It's like, now I'm going to put everyone... <laughs> yeah, everyone's going to be a Pokemon. Like, imagine the poor fucker that gets a Magikarp. She's like, fuck. Oh, damn. Be... Yeah, like or evolution like, uh, my ass. Or like whatever, the, the Kakuno, the second oh, stage. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Metapod uh, and Kaku- yeah, Kakuno, yeah. It's just like, it's just like a pod. Metapod. You're like, yeah. son of a bitch. <laughs> <You can't move. laughs> All I can do is get hard. <laughs> Oh, that's uh, that's true to life, you know. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's like pee pee hard. <laughs> it's just the worst. Uh, this poor guys. Anyway, uh, uh, yeah, okay. End the audio <laughs> sync in three, two, one. That's that's going in the podcast at the end. <laughs>